Welcome back to the College Football Breakdown. I'm your host, Zachary Haynes, alongside my co-host, Grant Bagwell. We are back for another podcast today. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, the ACC schedule revamp, the Big 12 uh, revamp as well. Uh, a couple things with Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC in 2025. All that and much more. Grant, welcome back. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Two weeks in a row now. Yeah, two weeks in it's a row. It's been a while hey. since I've gone back to back. Unlike Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We're we're what? Smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Forty five seconds in. You're already talking about it. Yep. Smoking guns today. Yeah. Coming smoke. in. Coming in. They're guns blazing. Yeah. Why? Why is it guns blazing? Because you got the I'm Georgia just, I'm hat a, on. I'm in a good mood. Good mood. Yeah. I'm tired. You don't. You never know what might. What I might say today. <laughs> Now, yeah, now I'm worried. I'm, I'm definitely nah, worried. I'm now. fine. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna rein it in tonight. Yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about. ACC and Big Twelve. There's been a lot, a lot of talk that that has gone on um, with the schedule. Also, I, I didn't let you guys know if the audio is a little bit different. We are in a different studio. It we're was, back it, in home base. Home base studio. We had moved to our podcast room here that that we had for our regular, our last couple podcasts. Now we're back here just due to some scheduling purposes, so this will be the only time, but again, we're back at home base where it all started yeah. for the podcast. Now, let's let's talk about ACC and Big, School, Big 12 schedule revamp. If you guys are keeping up with college football and realize that college football doesn't have an offseason, we're always talking about it. There's a lot of talk about the ACC and the Big 12 and how they're revamping their schedules. The ACC moving to a more, to an all, like an all-conference, no divisions, lineup and then the big 12 moving to a 16 team conference this year which is i don't know if we've ever had 16 teams in a conference grant correct me if i'm wrong but i think yeah, that's the I first think that should be the biggest conference in football until yeah. well until texas and oklahoma officially come over to the sec yes that's true that'll get the sec 16 teams yeah it's it's pretty much a flip-flop like big 12 will go well for, keep 15 teams in missouri 15 teams in missouri Let's, there'll be 15 football teams, and then Missouri will be here, too. Oh, what about Vanderbilt? Don't dog Vanderbilt. <laughs> I specifically picked Missouri because no one like Missouri doesn't like Missouri. That's why. I, but, I mean, anyway. come on. Missouri's had a better record. Come on. Let's, let's be honest. They're just annoying. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, we don't, we're not trying to hate on you, Missouri. I'm I not, am. Go I'm ahead, not trying Zach. to hate I'm, on Speak for Missouri. yourself. You, you're trying to hate on Missouri. You're trying to hate on the, Vander, the Commodores. Yeah, well, again... Like you said, they keep our GP what GPA up. Yeah, they they give every Eastern Division team an extra home game every year. Yeah, it's I feel like we always talk about them on the podcast. Who's I don't know. their crossover every year? Vanderbilt. Yeah, Arkansas. Um, I don't know. Actually, I'm curious. I'd have to look that up. I want to know who's got that. <laughs> um. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's Ole Miss. I'm pretty sure I'm I really think it's Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is their crossover because they play Vanderbilt every year. Let's see. Ole Miss has to be their crossover. Top five SEC divisional crossover games. Vanderbilt will not be on That's there. That's not. <laughs> so, I'm oh, sorry. Wait, okay, here we go. Wait, this is from SDS. Hold on. Let's see. Okay, there. Yep, there it is. Okay, Ar- no, Arkansas is Missouri. Should have known that. Yep. Um, it's Ole Miss, isn't it? It is Ole Miss. There we go. See, see, this is this is why you guys shouldn't. I I know my stuff when I'm on here, right? 
right? There's a reason why I started. I know what I'm talking about. Says Even the when man I guess Cincinnati to be now. Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, that was a year ago. That was that was a problem. That was a problem last year. Uh, anyway, let's let's get into this. <laughs> let's AC's. go back to what we were talking about. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry, y'all. I hey, have look. I have messed it up already with my trolling, and I do not plan to stop. Look, here's the thing. It, it happens every time that we are on the podcast that we just we, we get off on a tangent. We like, should we start. Have to, we a have specific, to stay in line. We need a specific segment. See, we look the podcast. We're getting bigger. We're getting more people listening. Thank you so much for that, y'all. Yeah, appreciate it. But but we, we got to start doing. We got to have like a segment. Of, we we got we got to come up with a segment that's dedicated to Vanderbilt every a week. Vanderbilt segment. We just need a Vanderbilt segment. I feel like that's trolling though. If we do that, that's trolling. That's not trolling. And, that's and giving not, them the, the respect. They don't look. They, no one gives them respect. This podcast will. Should we call it the Vanderbilt podcast? The, the college Vanderbilt. I don't know how to phrase that. The maybe we call, call it your daily door. Your daily door. That's actually really funny. That'll be the daily door. That'll be a segment. That'd be like the daily wire, you know? But the daily door. Yeah. You get it? Daily mail. Yeah. It sounds like a new thing. Daily mail. You know, that's actually a really good idea. We should have segments. We should. And the we da- should. Ha- Guys, listen to this. Y'all are literally listening to the podcast get planned for the future. Yeah. This, is, this is what happens in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for us. For us, yeah, Kirby Smart's recruiting. Yeah, there's no there's no As offseason in college football. Other coaches, except for Dan Mullen, who okay, didn't believe th- in recruiting. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Well, he's not your it's problem a, anymore. That's just a stab in the heart. He's not your problem anymore. Well, the team is still a problem because of him. So, anyway, anyway, I'm just looking at this first line, and it says, "What are the benefits for the ACC with their revamped schedule?" And the first thing says, "Increased media coverage." The last thing I need is more ACC football on TV. Well, I ca- okay. So here here's the reason for that. Do tell if if you have if you have the ACC has struggled with their conference championship being below average because of who's in the coastal and the division and the coastal um division. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, like that. Those those Georgia Tech. Sorry, Georgia Tech. That that's not really a. <laughs> What's the word? That's not really an all-star caliber cast that you're working with. So when you're playing teams... No, no, it's not. No, it's... Yeah. When you're playing teams in the conference championship that are 9-3, and 8-4, and four, and aren't ranked, mm-hmm. or are ranked in the top 25, but are like 21-22, that's not going to draw as, many, as much media coverage as, let's say, a... I'm not going to put the SEC in there because the SEC is... It's, is above everyone else they're in their own league let's say a pac-12 a pac-12 top 10 matchup that brings more media coverage than a acc championship game will because of how the acc is set up Mm -hmm. but now with this new combined conference instead of the two divisions it's the two best teams that are playing i I believe that's going to bring a lot more media coverage for their championships games for a lot of their games because there is this there's this sense that you're going to see there's a sense you're going to see the two best teams or at least some of the top teams fighting out at the end of year to make it to that conference championship it's like what the big 12 did Mm -hmm. the big 12 made that that change and they have they've had a decent conference championship the last couple years because of who's been in the game so like this year i don't think it would have been north carolina in the in the acc championship game a game i went to I think it would have been Florida State and Clemson, and I think that would have been a much better game 
Oh, I if agree. we're being honest. No, I agree. And, and those are probably the two best teams in the ACC. So you you have to you have to take in a, in, in account the media coverage that's going to come with this the schedule revamp. You just you shake your head and uh, no, I agree. That's fine. Sure. Increase, I still won't watch ACC football, yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> increase national relevance as well. I mean, that's that's just an add-on to the media coverage because if yeah, yeah, obviously you're going to yeah. have a little bit more. And here's the thing: Clemson's going to have a lot. It's going to have tougher competition. I mean, we're going to look. We're going to talk about this this two best teams and two teams that I looked at the the new scheduling for next year, and they have a brutal schedule when it comes to ACC standards. A brutal schedule. So it's, it's they got to go two wake or something. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like <laughs> snarky or snarky. I just said snarky. Snappy, something like that. Snarky's and fine. That's fine. I'm okay fine. with snarky. I thought you were going to say like at Duke or something, but at Wake is fine. Yeah, that's – you could go to Wake. That's – I mean, that's not a – I mean, it's a tough game, but it's not like – for compared to SEC, it's not not that. No. But, Although Georgia did have a former Wake player playing quarterback for us for a minute. Yeah? Who was that? I remember his name. He didn't play it down. But he came in with a lot of hype. We had to listen to that for a while. That's fine. That was two national championships and a walk-on ago. So, And a walk-on ago. Oh, yeah. Stetson Bennett. Yeah, the, the number 13. Yeah, I that forgot. Guy. I forgot about him. Yeah. Actually, no, I didn't. Oh, no, I, I did because he got drunk and... We was, don't have... Hey. Are, yeah, we, are we going to go down that road? No, we're not going to go down that road. That's That's insulting. He shouldn't have done what he did. It's true. But he did. But he did it, and he's, hopefully he's he's I, I he's he's fine now. He's fine. We hope. I, I will say this: Dallas finest did what TCU couldn't, and that is tackle Stetsman Bennett. Wow! The Dallas Police Department did tackle him in the video. That's really they did, and TCU did not. If you watched the video of that game, that's actually really. Did you have you posted that as a meme yet? No, 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 no. I'm just it was. It's true. You said you said send that to what Doghouse Central is that Dog Nation? Dog Nation. Dogs twenty four seven. They have they've had some funny content coming out. I I, I do I, I do hate it for him. I mean it's it's you hate to see it. I was a little disappointed in the, a lot of people were getting on Stetson Bennett. Here we go down another rabbit trail. Hey, a lot of people okay. were getting on Stetson Bennett, you know, for his behavior during the during the parade and everything. And I mean, I guess you want a national championship, have your fun and stuff. But it was it was it was hard to see the the guys. Um, you know, when he when he, he was playing he was playing a rap a rap song and stuff, and there's a lot of language in the song, and there's a lot of kids that are just you know seven eight year old kids that really look up to him that are seeing him i mean kind of act in an immature way and i get it i'm not look if celebrate you know you won the national championship that's fine i'm not i'm not telling you that you need to you know not celebrate not have fun but remember that you are in the spotlight and that you are an example to a lot of a lot of a lot of kids that really look i mean you're the quarterback at university of georgia national championships aside even if even if even if you didn't i mean you're you're still you know athlete number one in the state so not true jalen carter is that's true yeah there there you go he held up that number one in the in the uh um honestly he he might not even got a text and was not paying attention all right i'm sorry he he honestly might what i'm sorry (laughs) he honestly might not even jalen carter might not even be the best most popular person in the state jalen 
Wait, hold on. Who who's the most loved player in the state of Georgia? This is a tangent. I am so sorry, but I, I just want to get this to Grant's head. Like recent, like currently in the state Who of Georgia, who is the most beloved Georgia athlete? Who's been who's played for the Braves? Who's played for the Bulldogs? Who's played for the Falcons? Dion? I don't feel like it has been Dion. I don't think it was Dion. He played for the Braves, Georgia. No, he played and- for the Braves. Oh, he's played for one of those three, but he played for the Braves. I mean, I was going to say Freddie Freeman. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. that's I was, what I was okay. thinking. See, I mean, that, was literally, that was literally the first name that came to mind, but I was like, but he's he's in L.A., so I don't know if that's what he's thinking but of. Technically, but technically, he is. No, Freddie, Freddie's a... I mean, honestly, it's baseball season, people. With college football breakdown's over. We're switching to baseball. I'm no. just kidding. But no, Freddie Freeman is is definitely the most and beloved I can't believe that Atlanta some, athlete. So I can't believe some... Braves fan booed him when he came back. Oh, I was so mad at that. No, it's terrible. He cried when they gave him his World Series ring. Yeah, like, he cried at the he cri- he cried all weekend. The first time the Dodgers came to Atlanta, with Freddie's first weekend back, he did nothing but cry the whole time. And hit, he hit home run, but yeah, well, he's, for, he's, first hit back. back. He's but still, he's still Freddie. But no, yeah, he uh, definitely. All yeah. right, we're gonna we're gonna get back on our our straight again. Yes, we're like a oh, there's my computer. We're we're straying off the path. We're gonna go straight and narrow right here. I, again, I apologize. You no, know, it's okay. A l- little I tired, actually, little tired this week. You never I, know what's I coming. I actually kind of instigated. I feel like you did. You brought yeah, up anyway. the Braves. Yeah, I should have worn a jersey tonight. No, you. An Austin the Georgia Riley hat's jersey. fine. The Georgia hat's fine. Let, let's talk about Clemson. Zach's here. a Nationals fan, by the way. Yeah, I am. Go Nats, baby. You go, okay. Stink. Talk about Clemson. Clemson right now. So this is their schedule. All right. We're gonna some context. Let's look at the two. Let's look at the two toughest teams. For schedule wise, for the ACC, there are a couple teams where I'm like, okay, that's a okay s- schedule. Florida State, for example, their home games are Duke, Miami, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. I'm not saying that's not it's Power Five, but <laughs> let's be honest, it's not the toughest. There are away opponents besides Clemson, Boston College, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest. Florida State's got a pretty easy schedule. Clemson, on the other hand, has a decently difficult. At home, they have Florida State, they got North Carolina, and they have Wake at home. Even though Wake's not terrible, not good, but not bad. Away, they got Duke, Miami, NC State, and Syracuse. I would argue that that is a lot tougher than Florida State's schedule. I think if you're playing at NC State and you're playing sometimes at Miami... Depends on how good Miami is with Mario Cristobal next year. And then you have to play Florida State and North Carolina. You can make the argument that's the toughest schedule for an ACC opponent this year. I just wiped the sweat off my brow because, man, that was a close call. They they actually have Wake at home next year. Yeah. <laughs> that's not at Wake. So check what I said earlier. Yeah, it's it's a home, home game against Wake. All right? So that's big. Much easier. Miami. Miami, this is really dependent on how good Miami is next year. Miami plays Clemson at home. They play Louisville at home. Then they go away. This is this is I would say this is a brutal away schedule. Sure. They play Florida State, North Carolina, and NC State. For an ACC opponent for ACC comp, uh, competition, those are three of the hardest games are away on the road. And a lot of those places are not easy to play in. NC State is not an easy place to Little play Rockus. in. Little Rockus. 
Yeah, Doe Campbell's not an easy place nope. to play in, especially when Chief Osceola comes out and throws that spear into the middle of the ground. They're going to be fired up. They yep. always are. So this is that's a rivalry. Well, I was going to say that's a huge too. that's a huge rivalry game. Too. Yeah, huge game, and to play that at Florida State. Th- those two schedules those those make me worried for the teams for Clemson and for Miami with this new schedule that's that's revamped. And again, it's going to change every year. Uh, each team in the in four years is going to play each other twice, one home, one away, except for the three, except for three teams that they play every single year, home away, home away, home away. So I, I personally love this new ACC uh, scheduling. I think it, it looks, I think it's great for college football. It's great for the sport. Uh, Grant, I'm interested to hear your take on trolling aside. Yeah, no, I'm trolling aside. This is very serious. <laughs> what is the ACC? Is this putting ACC teams in a position that's going to help them in national relevancy for the college football playoff scheduling wise? Like, yeah, they probably have a more of a potential to have a contender later in the year. Yeah, uh, or more. Sorry, more than one contender. Obviously, Clemson's been a contender annually for a while now. But yeah, this is real. Like you said, this is really conducive to Florida State. Um, even looking at Virginia Tech's schedule, Virginia Tech has a very favorable schedule. Um, Virginia Tech's not good, though. No, I know, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying it's traditional. Who knows? They might turn into TCU. The, the, the difference is Virginia Tech has more of a potential to be relevant than like Syracuse does. <laughs> um, no offense, Syracuse. Uh, North Carolina. I mean, yeah, I, North Carolina. Their, I mean, their away schedule is pretty conducive, except for okay, you got Georgia Tech and. Let's see, Georgia Tech, NC State, Pitt. Okay, actually, their home schedule is a lot easier than their away schedule is. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's going to be a little bit more. I think it's more competitive at this point. What was? Let me see Clemson's again. Sorry, I'm I think I think quick. the argument that I'm going to make to a lot of people is that with North Carolina, they didn't have the opportunity to play teams like Florida State and NC State and Clemson all like every single year. And I think North Carolina last year, they were sitting at nine to one. Although they were not, they were not a top ten team last year. North Carolina, but they were sitting at nine to one at like sixteen or fifteen because of the strength of their schedule because they played in that ACC Coastal. Now moving to this combined conference, so many more opportunities to play teams like NC State, Florida State, Clemson, competitively and annually almost every single year. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a bonus for teams like North Carolina or teams that are trying to boost their resume. I have a I cold. Agree. I have a cold too. It's... I agree. Oh, um, I, I, agree. I agree with your analysis. Not that that was not making a comment about your cold. I thought, yeah. I, I was like, sorry. that's rude. So no, 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 no. You, you sound like, great. How am I supposed to talk when I have a cold? You're doing fine. Thanks man. Thanks, You're doing man. fine. Keep it up. You know, you know who's who did fine last year. You know who they got who got a playoff team in the Big Twelve. They did, man. They did. They did. Now, man. got not, them all the look, way to the national hey, championship. We're not going to talk about the national championship game. We're going to talk about how they performed, got a Big Twelve oh, team. Yeah, we can in, talk about how they performed and actually got a win. Something that no Big Twelve team has done, even though Oklahoma's been there a couple times. Haven't really done anything, but that actually I never thought about. I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, the TCU has the only Big Twelve win. They have more Big Twelve wins in playoff games than Oklahoma does. Yeah, one. <laughs> they're one and one. They're one. And, they're one and one. And honestly, the margin of victory. Hold on a second. Let me think. How many? How many? How many times has Alabama won the playoff? Three. Mm-hmm. 
How many times did LSU once? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. four. Georgia twice. Georgia twice, Clemson twice, Ohio State once. So you do <laughs> the SEC has seven has six college football playoff national championship games won. The Big Twelve has one playoff game won. Yeah. I'm sorry, Big I don't, Twelve. I don't, that wasn't even an attempt at a troll. That was just yeah. me counting. <laughs> Sometimes stats just come out of nowhere and you're just like, wow. They do. The SEC is dominant. The Big 12, though, they're revamped. Don't forget about the Big 10. Make a comment to keep them appeased because otherwise we're no, going to have to. No, because I, I don't want to hear about. If we don't talk about the Big 10, they, they come out and they talk about how they're relevant, and then we have to pretend like they're relevant. And Hey, let's be. You don't want to know another crazy stat? I'm just kidding. Besides we Ohio probably have Big 12 listeners, b- too. Bes- besides Ohio State winning in 2014, you know how many playoff games they've won since 2014? One? And it was again. Is the Ohio State against Clemson in with uh, in twenty twenty? Yep, it's the only game they've won. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that, that is crazy. So that. they've only won. You're telling me they've only won three? They've only won three playoff games. Big oh Twelve has won word. one. The ACC has won a lot, but it's all been Clemson. The Pac-12 has won. The Pac-12 doesn't have one at all. Yeah, they do. Oregon, Oregon was in the national championship game. Oh, that's right. The Oregon, Oregon beat, was. Oregon beat Florida State in fourteen. Yeah, Oregon and then Washington. But they they're, got smoked. They're one and two. The Pac-12. They're the one SEC and two. Has been that dominant. The SEC. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. It's See, I didn't, I didn't really realize that. I mean, I know that. I mean, obviously, the SEC. Look, the NCAA football offices might as well be in Birmingham. But I just, I just mean, I, I'd never really put it. I'd never, I'd never seen the quantitative numbers as to how and dominant it's, it's, it's been. It's crazy to think about because the first year of the playoffs, we didn't have a team in the national championship. They didn't have a team in the national. No, championship. Bama lost to Ohio, Bama. Got beat pretty good by yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, and we didn't. Florida State we didn't know they had three. Uh, <laughs> Three, three NFL quarterbacks on their team. Cardale oh, yeah. Jones. Cardale Jones, JT Barrett. And yep. Cardale Jones had an arm. My word, he had a cannon. Oh, yeah, he had a cannon. But you can have a cannon all you want, but if you don't know how to read coverages, it's not going to work. It also helped that they had, they had Ezekiel Elliott. They had Ezekiel Yeah, Elliott. who ran for like 250 yards against everybody in, yeah. that, in that play. It was, was like his was breakout game was the game against Alabama. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. And then he did it again against Oregon. Yeah. Oregon was a good team, too. They that were. Year. That was Mariota's last year, wasn't it? Yeah. They were a good team. Anyway, again, that's straight and narrow. <laughs> we cannot We can go down the rabbit trail of how that was the I second know. time in five years that Oregon had played for a national championship. Yeah. Lost both of them. Yeah. 2010 with Chip Kelly. Were both with Chip Kelly? No. The other one was with... Uh, Forget the guy's name. Oh man, he's not. It there was anymore. the offensive coordinator under Chip Kelly. <laughs> yep. I can't think of. I can't think of what his name is. He was a good coach for two years. Well, yeah, because he, he, he had Chip Kelly's recruits. Once, once Mario left, it was yeah. over. It was what I thought Lincoln Riley was going to be like that after Stoops left. I thought Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is actually a good coach. Very good coach. All right, continue. Sorry. Uh, Big Twelve. Big Twelve revamped. Sixteen teams: BYU, Houston, UCF, Cincinnati. I think it's going to benefit those teams being in a Power 5 conference, recruiting-wise, revenue-wise, obviously. Sure. How I think they're going to do in their first year in the Big 12, I think it's going to shock, I guess, their, their, the program and the, the fans that are around them. Because I, I don't think either any of these teams are going to come in and automatically just 
bam, just like that. Houston, I know BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati all play Oklahoma. Now Oklahoma is not. I was going to say that's not like. Yeah, but that's still that's still a team that is recruiting at an elite level. Like as much as we want to say, Oklahoma wasn't good last year. Recruiting means a lot, and I think a, a, a Oklahoma team that had a top five recruiting class and still has had a consistent recruiting class over the last five six years. I, I think that the Big Twelve will show some superiority over these teams until these teams naturally blend into the conference recruiting wise and, and get situated. So unless you're BYU and you're <laughs> um bring them young and you're a Mormon, Mormon conference that can't really more Mormon, Mormon school Mormon school that has a hard time recruiting because of how yeah, the recruiting's recruiting's more difficult to BYU. So, I'm interested to see how the Big Twelve is going to turn out in the next two years. Because Texas and Oklahoma are not, are not making the jump till 2025. Now, we'll talk a little bit about that before, after we talk about this. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Grant, on the four teams joining and making this a 16-team conference in the next two years. Who's going to take? Who's going to take power in the conference? Who's going to take that step up in the conference? Who's going to take over? TCU, Oklahoma be, State, and Baylor will be your why, prim, will be your premier program. Why, why would you say that? Well, I mean TCU is going to take a step back next year, but they've made the playoff. They've won a playoff game now, so go ahead and leave them up as at least for the moment as a premier team. Yep. Uh, Baylor wasn't as good this year, obviously, but made inroads last year um, into international relevancy, and then Oklahoma State. They play with some ferocity on defense. They're 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 the really the only team in the Big Twelve that plays any sort of resemblance of 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 good defense. Um, there's by far being the best in the conference, in my opinion. Um, and as we know, if you can play de- if you play defense, you're in every game you play in. So um, that being said, yeah, I think those are the three teams that are really going to separate themselves. Um, I think they separate themselves now. I think Texas and Oklahoma still have some stuff to figure it out, especially Oklahoma. But um, what do we think about Kansas? Flash in the pan. I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think that their hot start last year is necessarily something. I, I mean, I I guess they could build off of it. But I mean, if Les Miles wasn't he up there for a little while? He was, but yeah, it's now I mean, if he didn't build Lance Leopold now. <sighs> Who's who's done a very fairly yeah, good no, he job? Has. I guess my point was just that if Les Miles isn't going to go up there and make you super relevant, well, it's that's, just, that's Miles, a hard football school. That's just a hard place to win at. Was Les Miles? Was it really Les Miles? That's, I mean, Les Miles did a phenomenal job at LSU, but he even faltered in the final years. He wasn't. He wasn't. Well, I think he didn't have the the mojo or the relevancy that you but he had the name brand you have yeah. you have the name brand and so and, and if you take that to kansas that's well that's better than a lot of stuff that they can get a hold of it's true even if he does eat grass i i am interested though in kansas and you're just gonna skip right over the grass comment yeah he did eat grass during game <laughs> i mean it's funny but yeah it's it's funny yeah. i can't really say anything about less miles because we, i like less miles we um Florida didn't really have the best record against Les Miles. I like him, though. He's a funny dude. He, he was, was a funny coach. He was a good coach. But, yeah, kind of for a bygone era. Did he ever beat? Yeah, he beat y'all, didn't he? Ty- Tyron I Matthew. think we were one and two against him. Yeah. They they beat y'all in the 2010-11. Yeah, Nash- we were, 
I remember watching that game. By game the way. was ten ten at the half. We didn't it did not finish ten ten. Yeah, there's like forty one to seventeen. Tyron Matthew decided to. Tyron Matthew fumbled before he crossed the goal line. By the way, in case anyone's wondering, <laughs> he tossed the ball to the ref prior to breaking the plane. Honestly, I need to rewatch that game. I kind of want to rewatch it. You should. Yeah, I gotta bring back some memories because I remember watching that game and then going outside and raking leaves. So, anyway, <laughs> See, I've LSU, done that so Georgia, many times. Kansas. How did we even get on this? I don't know. I've done that so many times with football, though. I don't. That, there's not one specific instance where I remember watching a football game and going and raking leaves. It's just kind of like that was just every football game growing up. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what you gotta when do. When it, hit, when it hit November, like. We yeah. had like seven, eight trees in our backyard. Halftime, boys. Grab a rake. Yep. <laughs> Let's go rake them out. Not, well, actually, not halftime. We would probably go throw football at halftime. Oh, I would but, love to throw football. Yeah. Or, we, or play a full-blown game in the backyard. You know, Grant, we've never thrown a football one time. It's crazy. Yeah. Even though you know I would absolutely kill you on the football field, but that's... that's. A, I guarantee you I can throw a football farther than you can. That's so false. That is so false, and you know it, too. Hey, I'm the only collegiate athlete in this room. You are the only collegiate athlete in this room. Doesn't mean I don't dog up on the football field, though, in intercollegiate sports here. All right? You mean intramural sports. Yeah, intercollegiate. I'm so sorry. Zach does not play college football, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Inter, intramural sports here. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Well, Zach three, had three picks in the intramural championship game. Come on, man. Jones. Yeah. Put some respect on my name as a DB. Put some respect on him. Um. What about Texas and Oklahoma? Of course, they had their third string quarterback in, but sure, uh, Texas and Oklahoma coming over in twenty twenty five. Calm down, don't don't lose your headset over there. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to get that little dig in. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma, not maybe till twenty twenty five. When you say on here, what is going on with these two teams? Expand upon that. Expound upon that. Okay, Excuse so here me. here's the thing. What is the thing? When you have a a deal with a conference and you have a deal with, uh, you have a TV deal. Mm-hmm. All right. So TV deals and conferences nowadays are working coherently. All right. Yes. Conferences are signing massive TV deals. When you sign on to a TV deal as a conference, you automatically pretty much sign on as a school. So when you move to a conference, to another conference, you have to sign off of that TV deal and go to another TV sure. deal. Okay? Right. <coughs> Pretty simplistic. Basically, to sim- simplify down, Fox is losing revenue because Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Because those are the two biggest schools in the Big 12. Yep. And there is no way that by the revenue... By far. Yeah. And the, the contract doesn't end until 2025. So, when, you, when that happens... Revenue has to be revenue has to be made somehow or the deal is off. So basically Fox is saying you cannot leave this TB deal. Therefore, Oklahoma and Texas cannot leave to the SEC because then they would be signed on to an ESPN deal. Make sense? Right, no, they, yeah, for sure, yeah. but they they could their buyout would be a lot, but they would technically well, make it. Up you don't revenue. really have a buyout for TV though, because you're, you're there would be a there would be essentially be a settlement. There would be a settlement, but it's very hard. I, I guess it's really really hard to gauge numbers because it's a numbers game with TV deals. All right, they give you a certain amount of money, 
to start out. Right. But Fox is going to make a lot of that revenue when the teams are playing. Like Fox, noon kickoff. Oklahoma, Texas, noon. Huge, huge event. Tons of viewership, tons of money. If Texas and Oklahoma leave and go to ESPN and they play that game for the SEC on the SEC and ESPN, ESPN makes that revenue now. And Fox, who signed on to a 2025 deal, now is out of that revenue. So there's an estimated, it's a, it's a numbers game. It's it's difficult to gauge. So now Texas and Oklahoma can't move till 2025, which again puts a, it's like a stub toe for the SEC and for Oklahoma, Texas. But the SEC's not going to care. I mean, too no, much. From a football standpoint, they're not going to care. I mean, because they're, they're, I mean, they're going to come in. It's going to be a firing squad for for Texas and Oklahoma at first, anyway. <laughs> I'm mean, just being serious. Like they are not at the same competition level as the well, rest yeah, of the conference. Obviously. So it's going to be. I'm not saying that they're going to go. You know, one and eleven. I just mean that they're, they're, they're. Who would that one win be against? Missouri. Missouri. Misery. Van, Vandy would get that dub. <laughs> I knew you were going to um, say that. I knew you were going to We're bringing on the Daily Door. The daily That's going to happen, guys. <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> but um no, but they you know, they could come in it could be a 7 and 5 little streak for a little while. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I think Now, here's the thing. We have to take into account that they're not going to keep the same divisions east and west for the SEC. No, they're probably going to go to that pod system. Yeah, if they go to that pod, well, probably something so a little bit help similar. So, me if we go to the pod system, Florida, I am not happy. Who would y'all take? I believe that it's Georgia, you, Arkansas, and Tennessee. I think that Wait, was... when you said Georgia, you mean you as in Georgia? Uh, why did I say you? Florida State. Not Florida. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Florida. I cannot think. Welcome to the College Football Breakdown with Grant Bagwell. <laughs> Zach Haynes is currently unavailable. Yeah, I'm definitely um, unavailable. <laughs> so, Georgia, Florida, what I was looking at... Oh, you know what? I'm just going to pull this up. Go ahead. I'm actually working on one of our other segments here too while we're while we're talking. So time filler. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at this pod system. Yeah, because the pod system is kind of interesting. It's I mean I'm assuming it would be a similar model to what the ACC is doing with their conference schedule. With the ACC, like the, what we were talking about earlier with those with those home and home or the the their home and away schedules with three uh, teams every year. That's from 2023 to 2026. Oh, oh, absolutely not. So I'm looking at this. Okay, so. The pod system, or what it's looking like for the SEC. This is just a hypothetical thing. Pod four, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M. Tough. LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri, Ole Miss. Pod two, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Pod one is Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida. Word. I don't know about how I feel about that pod one. I'm, two huge rivalries just chilling together. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. First off, Georgia and that's Alabama. Like a, that's like the most unstable pod I've ever heard of in my life. Oh, that's the that's most. a lot of unstable substances Florida, in one pod. If that ever happened, Florida is never making it out of that pod. No. We end up with the same thing. And, well, I, mean, I think, I don't know if I was born the last time Auburn beat Georgia. I'm just kidding. That was 2017. To be but honest, still, I would rather a pod be... Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. And Alabama, Auburn, South Carolina, Vandy. No, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Missouri. 
You know what I'd rather and then it be? Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. You know what I'd rather it be? Send A&M and Missouri back to the Big 12. Okay, we okay. stay with 12 teams, and we oh. have an East and a West. No, that, okay. I liked that. I know you did, but it's okay. We used to play Tennessee. We would play Tennessee every year. We play oh. Florida, obviously, every year. Okay. Auburn's the crossover. Okay. We'd get some cupcake out of Mississippi every year. Here's here's another here's another pod thing that we're looking at for the SEC if Oklahoma Texas were to come over. Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Bama, Auburn, Vandy, Tennessee, Mizzou, Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma. I actually like that more. I'm be honest. One because I'm not playing Alabama and Auburn and Georgia every single year, and I think it's more evenly matched. Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee there. I mean, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, decent matchup there. Florida and Kentucky, Florida and South Carolina, Florida and Georgia, Georgia and South Carolina, Georgia and Florida. Like, I, I, I like that better, I think, for the pot system. Now, why did we get on the pod system again? I'm like losing track so much. Okay. We just, well, we were just talking, we're about, talking about. We were talking about. We were talking about dealing with how they what was going to happen because obviously you're going to have division realignment because well, you yeah. can't throw just two teams into the West. Well, of course you can. And neither of them's going to fit. I mean, neither of them would fit in the East. No, they wouldn't. Neither would Missouri though. But we figured that out. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did Missouri do something to you? Yeah, they came over to the SEC. <laughs> they came over. I'm sorry. There's just nothing about Missouri that is just appealing. It's true. I've been there. The this the word rhymes really... with misery. That, sure. What doesn't really rhyme? No, you just made but, that up. But it it sounds like misery. The M on the helmets is just. It looks like a copy. It looks like I. I mean, they look like they wear high school uniforms. It's do true. they not? It's true. They do. They're just not good. They they won back to back division titles. They sh- they're not allowed to do that. They haven't really done anything. They're just Missouri. Missouri. And look, guys, hey, if you're like, well, Grant, you're being mean to Missouri. No, the whole, the, like everybody, Missouri does this to Missouri. Everybody does this to Missouri. No one really likes them. Hey, I'm going to be honest. Go watch Matt Mitchell on, on YouTube, okay? The guy, he, all he does is make fun of Missouri. It's really funny. <laughs> it is very funny, actually. Here's the thing. Missouri's won two. Last time Tennessee has won a SEC East Division championship, it's been a while, so... Just throwing that out there, Tennessee. Just throwing it out there. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Uh, we gotta we gotta hurry up with this podcast. We're actually gonna skip one of the sections and we're gonna push that to Wednesday. I know. Interesting. I, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So we're gonna skip down. We're gonna go a fun topic here. Is right? this gonna be the? Yeah, you know what it is. This is a fun fun topic that we're gonna talk about. Who is the greatest college football team of all time? I now, just finished writing mine out. Yeah, you got it. Zach, you put 10 to 1, right, on here? Yeah, I, I gave you a list of teams. Yeah, you put 12 on here. Yeah, I put 12 on here. There's probably more that you could look at. Um, I'm going to go down the teams here for you guys on the podcast. 2018 Clemson, 2004 USC, 2005 Texas, 1995 Nebraska, 2008 Florida, 1971 Nebraska, 2001 Miami, 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama, 2022 Georgia, 2013 Florida State, 2011 Alabama. Now, I know you guys are going to say, 
oh, recency bias, recency bias. No. <laughs> it's not recency bias if these teams are, like, most of these teams are in this past decade some of the best teams. Like, they just are. It, the, how the system works nowadays, teams have to play tougher competition. They have to play longer seasons. You're, that's going to benefit them on, on who's better. All right? Grant, I want to hear your top 10. I have my top 12. I, I went ahead and did oh, all of them. You did all of them? I did. Okay, I you did. know what? Go ahead. Give me your... I'll, I'll give you my 12 through 10, and then give me your 12 through 10. We'll, okay. we'll, break, this down. we'll break this down nicely. This is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be great, okay? All right, what are we calling this segment? We're just going to call it top the 10. The goat. We'll say the goat. The goat. Your dude, yes. Like the weekly goat or something. Why is everything... Okay, I've done the daily door, and the weekly goat. Everything's on a timetable. <laughs> I'm we'll actually right back to down. the we'll go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I do like the daily door, but uh, okay, back to okay. My number twelve is 2013 Florida State. Ooh, okay. The reason I have them Why at that? twelve is because it was just kind of a flash in the pan. They got drilled in the playoff the next year. Jameis Winston was obviously the reason that they won the national championship that year, um, along with a few other talented pieces around him. Obviously, they had um, uh, Dalvin Cook, and they also had who's the wide receiver they had that year? Rashad Green. Yeah, Rashad Green. Um, they, they did have players, but uh, I will go ahead and put them at number 12. At number 11, 2004, USC, because they cheated. <laughs> 2005, I'm not even like going to give any more explanation of that. Matt Weiner, you're a cheater. Number 10, uh, 2005, Texas. Um, nothing extraordinarily special about this team. Kind of the middle of a decade there. Um, but a good team nonetheless. They will crack the first spot in my top 10. Zach, what is your 12 through 10? Mm, see, this is tough here. There's a lot of good teams. Like, if I put a team at 12, it's not a knock. No, these are all great They're teams. They're all great teams. Remember, if you rank 12 here, you were saying this is the 12th greatest football team of all time. Yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, that's not a knock. Okay, so I'm going to go... I'm going to go number 12... 2011 Alabama. Now that's a shock. That's a shock. Whoa! But I'm, I'm going. Sorry for those of you who I just blew your eardrums out. But it all right, was here's my deserved. reasoning. Here's my reasoning. Yes, they blew out LSU in the national championship. They didn't let them cross the fifty in the <laughs> first half. I understand that. But when it comes to what they did in the regular season, when it comes to them taking that one loss to LSU in the in the season, not being a conference champion, I'm putting them at 12. Interesting. Number okay. 11, I got FSU. Yeah. So, no hate on the 11th best team of all time. Exactly. Jameis Winston. Great player. Nick O'Leary, Rashad Green, Kelvin Benjamin, all these great, all these great players. I have you at 11. Number 10, I have Nebraska 1971. The back-to-back. Good team. Solid team. Great defensive team. I don't know if you guys... Most of you might not even know this 1971 Nebraska team. They were very good. If you go back and look, they had a they had a stellar defense, fast defense, but I'm going to put them at 10. The 10th greatest team of all time. Grant? 9 through 7 for nine me. 9 through 7. Go ahead. 2008 Florida. Ooh. Number 9. Why, why 2008 Florida? Um, I, I put it there. It was the, the, I will say this. So we have the end of the urban Meyer era, urban Meyer era coming up in Gainesville. Correct, Zach? True. Recruiting was, was taking a drastic hit. Well, um, at the time, not, not true, but that's okay. 
Well, go ahead. Make your point. Make your point. They're, they had in 2009 and 2010, 2010, they had the fourth best SEC recruiting class of all time. Throwing it out there. It was starting to drop off. Or Florida took a while to recover from post-Urban Meyer. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, but that's okay. Keep going. I, did, I didn't realize that. That was something you, the more you know. Um, number eight, 1971 Nebraska, basically for the same reasons that Zach gave. Yep. Um, and then number seven, this one you might find controversial. That's true. That's okay. But I put 2018 Clemson. Ooh, actually, I don't find that controversial. Really? You like them You're, at seven? Because here's the no, my reasoning. Maybe, actually. You'll, you'll find out why. Here, here's my reason. Here's my, here's my reasoning for putting them at seven. <laughs> They they were they were a good team. They obviously they well they were they were a great team. They were a great team, and they absolutely demolished Alabama. But they were a little lackadaisical at times throughout the season. And I believe they lost in 2018. Did they 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 got close, they, to, losing they got close to losing to Syracuse? I believe they did go 15 and 0. I believe that was the first. They did go 15 and 0 uh, because the winner of the the winner between Clemson and Alabama that year was going to be the first uh, undefeated team in the College Football Playoff era. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I have them at seven. Okay. It's not bad. Nine through seven, sir. I have 2004 USC. Because they cheated. No, they oh, just, okay. I just don't think they're better than the other teams that I have. <laughs> but they were a good team. Imagine doing that and still cheating. Number eight, I have 2018 Clemson. <laughs> okay. T- we're on the same wavelength. I agree. And then at seven, I have 2008 Florida. Okay. Just so we're slip. actually fairly similar. We're so fairly far. similar. Now this might start to get interesting now. Yeah, but this is going to get all over the place here in a second. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure out who wh- what's our top. Six. Let's go six through six through four. Okay, six through four. I have O one Miami at six. Ooh. I figured you'd rank them higher. I I will rank them higher. Okay. Uh, at number five, this is where we had a major disagreement. Two thousand and eleven Bama. Wow. One of the most dominant football to wow. that, one of the single That's... most dominant performances in college football history in the yeah. National Championship game that revenge avenged their only loss of the year, which again was a barn burner nine to six loss at LSU. There was also the beginning of an eight year winning streak against the Tigers. Now we're talking about best team, not not what true. they did after. That is true. I'm just saying the resonating effect of this football team. They dominated everybody they played. Against mm-hmm. t- and then LSU, I believe they were undefeated going into the national championship game, and then lost. Number four, glory, glory to the twenty twenty two Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, number four, obviously had some scares against. I think they could have been ranked higher had they not had scares against, uh, or had had they not had the scare against Missouri, and then also a, just a, kind of a poor showing against Kent State. Again, they won the game by three scores, but still. They were, what, 40-point favorites, and they won by 17. So just a, a disappointing performance uh, from Georgia in, the, in a few games this year. But other than that, obviously 15-0, undefeated year, uh, is going to get them respect. So that's that's my six through four. Okay. That's a interesting – I mean, I – yeah, that's a that's – a, I, I can agree with a lot of that. Except for 2001 Miami. Yeah, except for that one. That one I do not agree with. Number six – I have 2005 Texas. Vince Young. Okay. Yeah, Vince they, Young. They knocked off. They pretty much ended that USC run of terror for a while. I think that was a phenomenal Texas team. Wow, these things just pop off my these things pop off my ears. These he keeps, earbuds. He keeps losing his yeah. headphones, y'all. Number five. This one's going to shock you. 2020 Alabama. 
At five? At five. Okay. Now, they were a dominant team. But the four teams above them, I do not think they're better than. I do not believe they're better than. Wow. Okay. Um, I... Number four, I have 2022 Georgia. Okay, we were. I think Georgia is that that is the most dominant performance in a national championship game ever, and they also dominated most of the year. Yeah. All right. Now these next three are. Before we get to that, can we talk about honorable mentions? Because going through this list, I've thought of some that were good years that were left off. Well, okay, go to honorable mentions. Because okay, first of all, 2021 Georgia is one that comes to mind. Oh yeah, obviously. 2010 Auburn comes to mind. You obviously had arguably the greatest. He's the greatest college quarterback ever. You can you can't argue with that, Cam Newton. There's never been a greater college quarterback. Absolutely, he, he, he's a stud. Um, I would also say if you want to go way back, 1960 Ole Miss. Yep. Um, I do not believe they actually de- got declared. Were they declared national champions that year? I think they were. Yes. Okay. Um, they at least shared a title that year. Um, uh, let's 19, see. I think you can go back and you can go 1999 Florida State. 99 Florida State. Charge you, charge Agreed. You go 2000 Oklahoma. Yep. Um, 96 Florida was a very good team oh, as well. Oh, yeah. 96 Florida. They did. Did they win the national championship in 96? They did. They did. Because in 95, they got drilled by Nebraska. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Was, that was, as a Georgia fan, guys, that was, <laughs> I believe that was the year where they had the goofy mix up in schedule and Georgia and Florida had to do the home and home. Flor- no, I don't know that we ever went to the swamp. We had beaten. I want to say in 94, we had upset Florida. 95, the game has to be played in Athens, and I believe it's the only time in the history of Sanford Stadium that Georgia has not scored yeah, that, a that, touchdown. That 95 I, team I, I, was really good. I what it was. They beat, but Florida Florida beat Georgia like 40, 49 yeah. to 3 yeah, that 90, in Athens. That 95 team for Florida was really good, but they ran into yeah. a buzz saw well, of Nebraska. I was going to say, that was the. That 90, that, my point was going to be the, the 95 Georgia team lost by like 50 at home to Florida, who then lost by like 50 to Nebraska. Yeah. So it was like Nebraska and was we noticed incredibly that dominant. None of us have said Nebraska yet, that 95 Nebraska team. No. <laughs> None of us have said it yet. <laughs> and there's a reason. There's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. And then I think there's another team we can mention. We can mention that Georgia team from with Herschel Walker. Was it 1980? Yeah, and I, I would say I, the thing with the 80 team is they were great teams. Don't get me wrong. The 80 through 82 run for Florida or for Georgia. But um, and, and and something could be said. They should they could have won the national championship in 82 as well. And Herschel probably could have won three Heismans. But the the... They kind of run into the same argument of the 2010 Auburn for not being on this list. You have arguably the greatest college player ever on the team around a good team. that won, They went on to be, they won a national championship. All around, if we're talking greatest teams ever, 1980 Georgia, kind of the same issue Auburn does. They're definitely top 20, but top 10-ish, more difficult to justify. All right, let's go to top three. Let's do it. Me who, first? Or who do you, got, who okay. do you got at three? 2020 Bama. They beat everybody by 100. I have 2001 Miami at three. Okay, interesting. Now, 2020 Bama is interesting, but they did not beat everybody by 100. Who am I forgetting? Florida. Florida gave him a run. Oh, my word. He did? That's true. They did. 52-46, one of the greatest SEC championships ever. Yeah, zero defense. Uh, That's why I didn't put them high, because they did not have a defense. Yeah. That's why. So that leaves two. (laughs) That leaves two teams. We we both, okay. Who's? I think I know who's two. 2019 LSU. No way! You're no. Yeah, I have Nebraska. Really? I have Nebraska means, at two. So you have you have and LSU I have LSU at, the, at one. I have Nebraska at one. Wow! Here's I the didn't thing. Think... Here's where it gets nuanced. Okay, though. okay. Yeah, yeah, here's yeah, where it gets, here's where it gets nuanced. 
Nebraska, I put them as the greatest college football team of all time because of how dominant they were. Oh, yeah, true. Fast forward them up into today's game, it's a totally different game. I'm not saying that 2018 Clemson at the seventh best team all time in 2018 doesn't beat 95 Nebraska. But you could also say going back to 95, I don't know if 2018 Clemson beats <laughs> it's, Nebraska. It's true. So yeah. it's it's the game has changed has changed a ton. And so and, and and also remember, here's the argument. Here's the argument. Well, the offenses have changed. Like remember, okay, you you have more prolific offenses now in the in the in in the current the modern game than you did even even just 30 years ago in in the 90s. Uh Zach, who are we just talking about? Nebraska drilling in the national championship game that year. Oh, Florida, who was a who, modern offense, modern offense in the nineties, and they drew. got demolished. Ninety-five, Nebraska's greatest college football team ever, in my opinion. Oh, that's a I, that's a good argument. I will say, but two thousand nineteen. When it came to pros, they literally did beat everybody by hundred. <laughs> LSU was. I, I'm trying to look up. LSU was dominant with every team that they faced that year. That Georgia team they faced in the SEC championship killed them. The we Florida them, team we they held faced them to less points than Clemson and Alabama did. Yeah, just throwing that out. That's there. true. Dominated. Well, they didn't dominate Alabama. They <laughs> no. beat an Alabama team with Devontae Smith, a Heisman Trophy winner, um, Henry Ruggs, a first round pick, Tua Tungavailoa, first hurt, round pick, hurt, hurt, but still Najee Harris. I mean, they they beat they beat a very very good Alabama team. Which is crazy because I think honestly, at, if, if at Tuscaloosa, if two if Tua wasn't hurt, I think Bama does get over the edge in that game. Um, that 2019 Alabama team was ridiculous too. They just they they had a bum quarterback the wrong week, but uh, we didn't. Have, how about that 2019 Alabama? You realize that if if they had won that game against LSU, we're probably talking about 2019 Alabama on this list. That's true. That 2019 Alabama was a good team. It was incredible. Well, the, it was essentially the Here's same the team minus two of the, the next year. They ran. The other thing is, you go to the playoff and LSU ran through Oklahoma, who was not a bad team. Oh, I remember watching that game. LSU, it was dial a score in that game. They could, they literally could have scored a hundred points in that game. Oh yeah, but they, they decided not to. No. Oh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, the Nebraska score. They scored sixty on on. They on averaged Florida, didn't they? fifty. The. Okay, I'm making a switch. <laughs> I told you. 95 I'm make Nebraska a switch. is... I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm making a switch. I'm, I'm putting Nebraska one. All right? I just... I didn't do my homework. All right? I just put LSU at one because I think they were... But I might have been some recency bias here. Um, Nebraska averaged 52 points a game, and their average point... Average margin of victory was 39 points. They that killed year. everybody. And, and their national championship score... Was against Florida, one of the best Florida teams of all time, and they beat them sixty-two to twenty-four. I, I knew, I, was say, I Warfel, knew they scored sixty on. Danny Warfel was a Heisman Trophy winner the year after. That Florida team won the national championship the year after. Yeah, ninety-six. That's a that's a very impressive. They did not beat Nebraska. Nebraska was playing. So I, I think Nebraska got upset another game, didn't they? They got some. I think it was to Texas. They might have lost. They, to Texas. they got upset against. I think if Nebraska had won that game, it was an argument for them to win the national championship as well. Yeah. But I think they lost to Texas, maybe in the Orange Bowl. They were good, man. They were a really good team. Yeah. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna end the podcast here. It, Grant, it's it's this is it's a nice. good one. This is a fun one. Yeah, I really like that segment. There was a lot of a lot of cool things that were that were talked Thanks about. Thanks for having me on again this week. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna keep with those fun segments, and we're gonna bring in the daily door. The daily door. We're absolutely gonna bring the in the daily, daily door. door. So again, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on RSS.com. Again, go give us a follow. Go give us a, give us a like. I'm Zach Haynes. That's Grant Bagwell. Go dogs, baby. Y'all have a great night.